Hello and welcome to the Alternative Living Podcast. We're B and Theo and together we are the Indie Projects. We travel full-time meeting interesting people who have handcrafted alternative homes and lifestyles. So thanks for joining us and let's get to it. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Alternative Living podcast hosted by me and Theo aka the Indie Project. It's been a long time since we've recorded a podcast. Yeah it has it has been a really long time actually. It's been 2017 we released the last podcast and now it's 2019 and you guys have been wanting it back. It's a little bit different as well because as you've noticed it's just me and B. There's no other guest. We are just going to talk and I think this podcast is going to be all about how we got started in alternative living and how we got into the van life thing, the van life scene. I don't know what you'd call it, but... (laughs) Different way of living from how we were living. And also another thing is that we're filming our podcast. Before we didn't do that, so that's been something that we wanted to do because it just adds another depth to the whole experience. I love listening to podcasts. Theo loves watching podcasts, so we've merged them together And that's where we are today. And that's definitely feedback that we got from you guys is that when we would upload the podcasts on YouTube, it was just a still image and it wasn't very engaging to watch. So now you can watch us, but you can also listen to us as well. So if you're on the on the way to work or, you know, on the road trip of your own, you want to listen to a podcast. That's what we do. So, yeah, it's really good. I'm really excited. This is definitely going to be an ongoing thing. And... Stay tuned. Lots of podcasts to come. Yes. So we're going to dive deep into the Indie Project's history today, back to a time when we were called Vida Van Life. (laughs) Oh, before we get into that, I've just realised that we are the Alternative Living Podcast and things are a little bit quirky. You might have noticed the mic stands. (laughs) I knocked these up this morning and they are hilarious. They're made out of pallet wood and they work perfectly fine. But we did go around a city looking for tabletop mic stands because we knew that we were going to be recording the podcast and we wanted to do it as professional as possible. But in Portugal and where we are, basically in the middle of nowhere especially compared to where we grew up in Birmingham. Pickings are slim. I could have just gone down to Maplins and got myself a tabletop mic mic stand and all would have been good. But you know what? I think they work and I think they look quite cool. They look very alternative, that's for sure. And also what I thought you were going to say is because I just realised we're filming this from our caravan we that are, we renovated. Caravan. <laughs> and you might have recently seen the caravan tour that B did brilliantly uh, renovating and showing you guys around it's amazing it's such an amazing space and it's it's hard to describe but it's almost we have got another room now on the land yeah this is our podcast room and when guests are here this is their bedroom (laughs) but like sometimes we come in here and we work I mean we've only it's only been finished for like a matter like just over a week yeah so yeah, we literally, literally finished it the day before we went and collected mom. So exactly. she stayed in here for a week and she's been gone a couple of days. So, so the last it's couple not of been days, long. we have been using it as like an office. I'll come in here with my uh, laptop, do some work. You'll do the same. And it's a really nice space. There's something special about it. It just feels very calm and 
it's very hot as well. Yeah, it's hot right now. We've had to shut the windows because obviously we are doing a podcast, so sound is important. And uh, it's getting a bit hot, but it's... we will persevere. We've got our water on hand, so we're going to be fine. <laughs> it's 22 degrees outside. So <laughs> and we're in a caravan, so... I can't even imagine what it is inside, but I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Right, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So we were V-Dub Van Life. Yes. You, some of you guys might not even know that. Some of you guys might. We do have a lot of people who were here from the very beginning, which is amazing. Thank you for sticking with us for five years a long nearly time. now. A nearly long time. five years. That's amazing. Like the support that we've had on YouTube and all the other social media platforms has been immense. Like mm-hmm. you guys are the reason we're here. And also... Before we fully get into it, I just want to say thank you to all of our patrons mm-hmm. because they make this podcast possible. I, you know, we could almost say this podcast is sponsored by our patrons because you know without them we wouldn't have the you know funds to sit down and make this happen. Really, mm-hmm. so thank you guys. Yes, thank you very much. Today's uh, podcast has been sponsored by our <laughs> patrons, so big shout out to all of you. Thank you very very much. So yeah, Vida Van Life started off. How did it start? I off? think firstly, some people might not even understand what the name Vida Van Life is. VW so, is yeah. short for VW. We had a VW transporter, but why did we get that? Where did where did that come from? So. I've never, I've worked, I worked a nine to five. So I got this job at a production company. And so I'd be filming, editing. I was kind of like an all round uh, person there. And I've never really done a nine to five though in that industry and how I wanted to uh, grow my career. I'd always work after work. So I'd go in, I'd do the traditional nine to five at the production company And then I'd have jobs lined up afterwards as well. And it just took its toll on me in the end. Like, it was very, very hard work. Not actually as hard work as being a YouTuber full time. But (coughs) it was very, very hard work. And you were away, wasn't you? You were in Spain. Before this, though. Before this. Before all. See, he's forgotten. I remember things. The we, Berlingo years. We had years. the Berlingo, yeah. And so, we would go, every time you had time off, we would go off in the Berlingo. That was our first foray into van life. Van life. I mean, it wasn't really a van, but whatever. Okay, yeah. It, well, kind it was. Is. It was. Like so you van. can get a Berlingo van, or you can get a Berlingo car version. And we had the car version, and we blacked out all the windows. Oh yeah, we did. And we were material. working out of my nan's garage. We had minimal tools, no experience. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was a lot of fun, a lot of stress. I wish we had photos of of how that conversion looked because it was was so basic. That was bodged. But But bodged with love. There was a lot of love in that because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But that just shows you, doesn't it? Like, you know, we had a Berlingo that I think I paid, what, £400 for? I can't I think it was something like that. But it was an amazing (laughs) van. It was so fun to drive. I don't know why it was so fun to drive, but it was just a really good van. But that was our first dip into travelling in a vehicle. Before that, we'd always been staying in motels and tents. And it got to the stage where we were kind of like, Theo really wanted to get into rough camping in a tent. And I was just like, you know what? As someone who gets a little bit anxious about things, the idea of staying in a tent on someone else's land, 
illegally or whatever it was because in my it head wasn't, it wasn't but you know illegally. what I mean Not yeah. that makes it sound really crazy but you know like just pitching up somewhere where you're allowed you're to not, wild camp yeah but you know when you just you're so normal you think that like you can only camp in a yeah, campsite yeah. so for me it was like camping anywhere outside of a campsite was just like I, whoa no so you were the I one who like was the into that I don't like the term rough camping though that's what you called it back then. Did I? Yeah, in 2013, okay. you called it rough camping. Well, back then I used to shower every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a changed man. So you wanted to do that and I was just, no. So, but you, you know, adamant, you were adamant what you wanted to do. You went yeah. out there, you got this tent, you got all the gear and then you never, ever went and used it. Which except is, in the garden, Which actually. is so bizarre because you know me as a person. Obviously, yeah, we've been we've been together a long time. If I say I'm going to do something... I'm going to do it. You got so far and then you were like, hang on, there's more to this. And somehow you must have stumbled I upon. Know. I think it, yeah, I maybe a forum or something. I remember you, you were a something. part of a forum where you were posting pictures of this conversion. Berlingo conversion. You were like, <laughs> I'm going to get this Berlingo. I'm going to convert it. And you know what? You did it pretty fast. You uploaded the photos wherever they are had now. Had a tiny little sink. I think it, I used a bowl as a sink. Oh my gosh, sink. it did. It had a sink. It had a kitchen. It probably, had everything. Probably smaller than the sink we've got now in the Sprinter. It was so It was so tiny. Oh gosh, yeah. I think it might have actually been bigger. <laughs> but you, when you got the van, that's when you were like, well, we can both stay in this. And I was a little bit more like, okay, because if it does go horribly wrong and someone's like, get out of here in the middle of the night, because that's what I thought would happen. Yeah. We could drive away. And that made way more sense to me than having to pack up a tent and run. Yeah. So that's that's how you kind of shoehorned me into going along with and it, you. It was small. Oh, it was tiny. Your so feet like, were on the dashboard at night. <laughs> they had a six foot three in a Belinga. <laughs> all this, all all of our stuff, like we had no storage room because basically it was just a bed uh, with a little sink unit where we could cook and stuff like that. And yeah, we just had to put everything on the front seats, didn't we? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it any other way though because doing it in that van with such basic amenities really did highlight the things that we did need and that I would want in the future. Um, there were times where... I would get frustrated, you know, oh, I can't pour my pasta so pasta water down the sink. This is so annoying having to open the door. Or You've gone from like growing up in a city, yeah. having everything at your disposal. Yeah, to, to suddenly to, not. To basically just being in the middle of nowhere in a Bilingo. <laughs> Cooking on a tiny little camping stove. <laughs> it was horrible. I hated it now. I didn't really hate it. But things like that. Little inconveniences that they're actually worth dealing with because you are on an adventure and it's really exciting and it doesn't cost anything because now you've done the van, you've got somewhere to stay wherever you want to go, you can stay wherever you want. And we first went off in the van, in the Bilingo. You know what? I was going to say it was Wales, but it might have actually been Dungeness. Yeah, I think it was Dungeness. Yeah. And Dungeness like a special place for us, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. And it's it's a really cool place, but it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's strange. It's got like a nuclear power point there. It's very quiet and eerie. It was a really cool place to go in it a van. It was. It was. But it was actually the first place we stayed and the last place we stayed in the VW on our VW T4 adventures yes. that we'll come on to later on in the show. Maybe but not today, but rewinding a little bit. So or fast forwarding. So you were working in Spain, volunteering on a conservation project to do with birds. Yes. This was about six months after the Bilingo adventures happened. And even that was alternative because, you oh, know... Oh, yeah, I was living on a farm 
in rural Spain. A very basic. Oh, yeah, it was very basic accommodations, um, but it was wonderful. The people I lived with there were absolutely amazing. There's people from all walks of life. We were all there because we had a passion for the environment, bird life. We were working on organic rice. It was honestly one of the best experiences of my life. And that kind of triggered inside me a realization that actually, you know what, I don't have to pursue the dream that was right now of getting a full-time job so I could buy a house. That was literally, I wanted to get a full-time job so I could get a house. That was all me, I was like, working towards. Before this, we were looking at apartments to buy and, yeah. you know, it was it was a very different us And it sounds really silly, but I remember thinking like, I'd love to do that, but I just can't. That's just silly. No one does that. How can I do that? How would I make this work? And then it's just bizarre that Theo back in the UK is having the same thoughts. <laughs> well, you came home and I was like, we're going to we're going to move into a van and go traveling and and you were like, "No." No. You, because you wasn't into the it. The Bilingo's so you, hideous. <laughs> exactly, because in your mind it was like living in the Bilingo. Yeah. Which wouldn't have worked. And as good as the Bilingo was at getting us started, it wasn't to be lived in full time. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've gone all the way over to France in it and wild camped around France. Scotland. And Scotland and Wales. Uh, But I just, the thought of going around Europe for a year, because that was the goal. We were like, we're going to go around Europe for a year. I was just like, well, we're not going in that. It has to be a van that I can stand up in. It has to have a bathroom. So we immediately started looking. Once you did, once you persuaded me, I don't think it took that long. I can't remember how you it did wasn't, persuade me. It wasn't me. long at all. <laughs> As anything with me, if if I say I'm going to do it, like literally I, we probably brought the van like two weeks later. Well, I remember it, it did all happen very fast. We decided we were going to do it and we went for it, but... Like, yeah, we were looking at first. I was like, I want a motorhome. I want a proper thing that's going to have all the mod cons that I need. And then, you know what? It's hilarious because I'm actually the one who found the T4 at the same time as your uncle found it. We both found it and I didn't realise and he didn't realise I'd found it. Yeah. So he told you about it. And you showed me and I was like, oh, I looked at that. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it's a T4 that you can't stand up in and doesn't have a bathroom. But it, it you can didn't fit, a fit any of the criteria, did it? <laughs> no. Like, not at all. But it was a very solid van. Oh, the Like, best. that van is amazing. Like, it did us so well. We, You know, we had probably one issue with it, pretty much. Oh, and it uh, was it irritating was a, It was a pretty happened. big issue, but... We got it sorted and it was more of a big issue to do with where we were in the world. Oh, yeah. But we'll get back to that later on in the show. <laughs> we don't want to give that away just yet. That, the, that's something that, that happened whilst we were on our travels. Yeah, and I know a lot of you guys will have uh, T4s and yeah. T5s and they are there was a big amazing love for, vans. There's a big love for transporters out there. Yeah. They are brilliant. They're great. They've, like Our T4 was very reliable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good size. It meant that we could go anywhere which mm-hmm. was definitely something that was in our criteria you know we wanted we didn't want to not be able to go down that small lane and explore different places so that was definitely really important to us it was and so we got the van and then it was just a case of get rid of everything let's just get rid of everything let's get rid of the bilingo 
we stripped that out. We sold that. Actually, so that's it was weird. Like, what charity shops? Well, yeah, I've gone to stuff, a car boot sale in the Bilingo, and someone was like, "You selling the van as well?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, actually." And so there we go. It was all sold, they, all they done and dusted. Came that, that evening day. and, and got bought it. the van. So that was brilliant. I had another car as well, and uh, I had a car. Yeah, we, we, we did. We had three three vehicles between us. Uh, so I had an Audi A3. You had a Calos and uh, we had the Bilingo. So we literally sold all of them, and we brought the T4. Uh huh. So and also yeah. that that left. Obviously, we had more savings, so we had enough money to go traveling for like a year, year and a half. Yeah, we budgeted for a year. That was the plan. But but there wasn't much about in terms of like blogs and vlogs. It wasn't like it is now. The Instagram information was, was not out there. So, so new. It was so new that the van life hashtag on Instagram had hardly any posts on there at all how do you know how much to spend back then like how much do you know how to budget obviously there's lots of people like us now who are sharing their budgets of how much they spend per month on the road and it's a little well it's a lot easier now yeah but back then it was like we just made a budget up and tried to stick to it and we did stick to it we did we stuck to our budget religiously i also remember before we went off into van life watching a lot of youtube And all I can remember from watching YouTube videos back then in 2014, they were all American van lifers. So they were brilliant to watch, but it still wasn't completely relative to where we were going to be going and what we were going to be doing. There was some blogs and the blog that I went to the most, and I'm going to say it now because like I fangirled when I met them. (laughs) They're legends. They are legends. (laughs) Europe by Camper. Their blog was amazing. I scoured that every single day and and they created um, Motorhome Wi-Fi, which was brilliant as well, which is brilliant. We use their products. We are. Yeah, we're using it on our current van. We used it on our van before the T... Well, we used it on a T4 and now on our Sprinter as well. Yeah, so we... um, Amazing stuff. Their blog was a massive help to me. They tra- they travelled all around Europe to loads of the places we were going. So I got quite a lot of information from them. But it was blogs. Like, trying to find it was hard. But we did it. And uh, we had a blast. It was so good. Like, I don't even know where to start because we didn't really have a, a like, route plan at all, really. No, we were just going to Scandinavia Lofoten I, Islands for yeah, your birthday I think in I'd, August. I'd like Googled the Lofoten Islands. And I remember looking again, at them on not, Google Maps and being like, oh. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> we'd like drop a pin on Google, uh, you know, like you can do street view and we'd drop a pin and we're just mountains everywhere. We're like, we need to go here. And Googling image and, images and stuff, which obviously you can do now, but now it's all on Instagram and, you you know, you can, which also is is another topic for another time because it can also ruin places mm. uh, if it gets too crowded and whatnot. And I know the Lofoten Islands are very busy now compared yeah. to what they were when we went there. Mm-hmm. But things change, you know, it, it happens and more people have found it. And, you know, that doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing no it doesn't tourism can bring places back to life Mm. so it's not always a bad thing it's just how it's managed really but going back to our trip we left in june i I don't remember the exact day anymore but we spent the first night in dungeness because it was not that far away from the channel tunnel that we then scooted across straight into france and went straight to belgium that day that very day the thing is, when we travel, we don't travel slow. Like We only thought we had a year, so we were like, we need to go 
we need to go. We don't. We don't travel. Like we we tend to only stay like one night in a location, maybe two. Yeah. We get itchy feet. We just want to see all the different places because when you park up in a beautiful area, there might be a more beautiful area down the road, and it's kind of like weighing up whether we should move on or should we hang around. So we we moved quite quickly. We did a lot of miles. We did do a lot of miles, and because this was two thousand and fourteen. And it was the thing to do. We had set up a travel blog called VW Van Life. So that's where it came from. That's why we came up with the name VW Van Life. We wanted to document our travels. But it sounds for our a family. cliche thing, doesn't it? But yeah, it's for our family to see what it we're getting up to. It was for our family. But like even back then, I don't even think there was like, was WhatsApp a thing? I don't even think <laughs> no, it was. No, WhatsApp was a thing. <laughs> was it? It was a thing. Did we have wooden phones? <laughs> you know, what, did phones exist in 2014? It's a joke. I don't know if they did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> the technology wasn't what it was now no especially with like social media apps and stuff like that so it wasn't as easy to share you know the internet we wasn't even as good as it is now pigeon, like but... when we were on the scottish highlands oh oh my gosh i had to download literally our vlogs that we were doing and post them back to my mum. On a memory card. On a memory stick. Stick, memory stick. <laughs> a memory stick. <laughs> and she would upload them onto YouTube for in us. In Birmingham, where they still have pretty crap internet, actually. Because yeah. when we go there, it's like, this is crap. So fast forward, and obviously we're living in Portugal now. And the internet in Portugal is amazing. Mm-hmm. We have 4G on our land. Mm-hmm. Like, stunningly fast internet. We do all of our business from our land so we've been doing like lately we've been doing a lot of skype uh calls and stuff we with, have and that's been people. a bit scary because i've been a bit like are we going to run out of data but mid-way? turns out our signal is better than the signal in london yeah so that's just you know rural <laughs> portugal is where it's at for the good internet it's where like, it's at. how is it so clear and we're just like just, 4G booster, yeah, baby. Yeah, good, yeah. Again, <laughs> motorhome Wi-Fi, 4G booster. That's a good plug. Um, But yeah, so the internet, like I know we keep going on about it, but this is how we make a living. And it's not how we made a living back then, but it's how we wanted to stay connected. So internet was not the same as it is now. You couldn't just go over to Europe and use your phone like you can now, which is crazy that in five years it's changed so much for the better. Back then, if we wanted to use data on our phone... Theo's phone could get data, mine couldn't because I was with Virgin. O2, you could get data for three euros a day. Apparently, it was unlimited, but it'd be capped at like 100 oh, meg so or something. So annoying, like 100 megabytes. I'd literally lie in bed, watch like a minute of like a video. I don't even think you'd watch a video because really? we'd be like, we don't have the internet for I just, that. I just remember like going on my phone for five minutes and then it just slows Slow. to a point where you're like, is it even working? Yeah. Probably not. But it is kind of crazy when you think about technology. Like back in the day when our parents went travelling, like when your dad went to America when he was really young and went on a road trip. And, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like that. So it's, it's funny people be listening to this and being like, oh... You're complaining about this, that and the other. But th- that's just our story. It's how we, you know, we've grown up in this generation of of kind of like just fast forwarding through things so fast. Like iPhones have only been around for just over a decade and now they're with us all the time. They are they are part of our lives. And because of this you is how ev- we make a living, yeah. which is insane. You've got everything you need at your fingertips now mm-hmm. on your phone. It's just, 
it's bizarre. It's almost like no excuses not to document or but also you know. it's impossible to turn off but we can talk about that another time. yeah that's another kind of business related <laughs> we you know, will do how a, youtube works yeah and... we'll definitely do a podcast about how we make a living online but we never set out to be able to make a living online we had the blog we documented what we did and i think that's the key like a lot of people and it was a passion project like i don't want to come across big-headed or cocky but a lot of people say we're very natural which is which is really nice because this is who we are. We don't yeah. try and be someone we're not. And, you know, that's the kindest thing to say to us because, you know, I believe it is true. We we are quite natural. Yeah. And uh, that's important, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Like, if you're putting on an act, but you're pretending that you're being you... You're going to get that's tired gonna work. quickly. Yeah, you are going to get exhausted. And I know we get we meet people all the time, people bumping to us in the street, Um and we, if you're putting on an act, yesterday. they're going to know. Yeah, we did meet a guy yesterday. It was really nice. Really nice to meet him. Hello, we were, Pedro. We were literally just like in the supermarket. <laughs> and uh, oh, we were, no, we had left the supermarket and we were going down the escalators. And he was just like, I want to shake I, your hand. Yeah, can I shake your hand? And I was like, okay. yeah, I knew, what, I knew who it was. You know, we get spotted quite a lot. So when someone says that you kind of like well i don't think it's just a randomer who just wants to shake my hand because i've got massive hands <laughs> <laughs> um but he was really nice and it was so nice and he sent us an email this morning and mm-hmm. he he kind of followed that up as well he's like oh you're just like how you are in your videos which you know is so lovely to hear yeah so we've always stuck true to ourselves been ourselves just in us but online and i really enjoyed doing that blog so it was a great thing to be able to document our travels because I look back at what we did and it was insane. So one of the things about the blog that was really good is that I really got into photography. Like I'd always been into photography. My dad used to take photos. He used to, you know, let me use his camera when I was small. And I'd always love photography. And it comes hand in hand with being a filmmaker, I guess. You know, it's the same thing kind of it's a moving image (laughs) not a still image but it's a very similar thing with like composition you know with the framing and and that kind of thing so for me I learned so much on the road as well Mm -hmm. It, it wasn't just about you know going and and not doing anything because I I can't not do anything like I have to have something to do so we learned so much like we learned about you know fitness and hiking we learned about you know taking photos it, it it's incredible so if you do want to uh, kind of explore a hobby or something going traveling in a van is definitely a good reason to do that because you you have all the time to do it mm, i'd never really written much before and having the blog to go with your photos i was writing every single day i actually kept a diary a handwritten diary every single day for the whole time that we were on the road, all the way back into the UK. And using that as a reference point for the blog post was really helpful. And it also made me really look into the places we were going to, um, which was wonderful because we did have all this spare time. We'd given up our jobs. We weren't working anymore. We were literally just traveling. We weren't trying to work. We were just enjoying ourselves. And it just morphed into this 
this thing. Eventually, we were doing articles for magazines. We we started writing for VW Bus magazine, so Theo's images were going in there. It was really cool to see like your images in print. Like that's always like something that you want to achieve. You know, see seeing your images in a magazine is very different to seeing them on a computer screen. It's kind of it's it's mind blowing actually. To I remember we went back to the UK in the September for your sister's wedding. And I went to WH Smith. Oh, wow. Smith's. Let, let's just talk, let's just talk about on, that trip. Hang on, wait. We can talk about that, but I'm saying about the magazine. We went to WH Smith's, me and my sister, my mom, and there was VW Bus Mag, and we were on the front cover, and I opened it up, and there I was in a real-life magazine because we hadn't physically seen them because we'd so been on good. the road the whole time. They'd been sending, obviously, an issue that we'd written to each month to the house, to Theo's parents' house. But we hadn't seen them. So to actually go into a shop and to see a magazine that you're in is... Like, it was cool. It was so I cool. I think it's probably the first thing we did. We were like, let's go to WH Smith and, and see the magazine yeah. in person. Because <laughs> I think maybe my parents had sent us images. Oh, yeah. We'd seen images, yeah. but we'd not... But it's not, different to the physical thing. You know, you want to ha- hold that magazine in your hand. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so coming back to what I was just... When I butted in, uh, my sister... She was getting married and we were a long way away, but we wasn't going to miss the wedding. We and were it was a long a great way wedding. away, understatement of the year. So the we were actually in the Lofoten Islands. <laughs> we were 68 degrees north in the Arctic Circle of Norway. So if I remember correctly, we had to get a ferry. No. No? We had to get a ferry from the Lofoten Islands yes. over to... Buda. Buda. Well, we spent a night in the uh, airport car park. Don't think that means we were flying. Hell no, we weren't flying. We were leaving our van there. We wish we were flying. I wish we'd flown. It I don't know why we like, didn't fly. Because you're on a budget. Yes, Things that's are, true. you know, we're travelling. Like, if it was now, we have an income, yeah. so we could fly back. So but we left our <laughs> van. Then, no. I remember... Uh, we stealth parked. That Although ferry I ride is. I don't think is, they really cared that we were is there. Is one hell of a. The ferry ride ferry from Moskenes to Buda is, oh, churn worthy <laughs> is a good use of word for it. I've never. I didn't vomit ever on that ferry ride. That was a different one. But so the reason yeah. we were at the airport is because we were dropping off the van. Mm-hmm. Our home, our pride and joy. It had to be somewhere secure, even though we're in it Norway, the Arctic Circle, the, the Probably the lowest crime rate in the universe. It was just, it was just a normal car park, you it know. Wasn't like, even barriered. Usually, if you um, park in the UK, you know you'd you'd pay for secure parking, and it's behind a barrier. Maybe it's got a security guard and security cameras, but like, lights. That far north, it's so relaxed. It's and, like, why would I want to steal an old VW? There's no crime. Yeah, they're all rolling around in Teslas, <laughs> so <laughs> it's not a problem. Anyway, our home was more important to us than anyone else. So but we we left it in the in the car park at the and airport. Walked over to the train station, and thus began a twenty-hour train ride. Two separate trains. Two so, ten-hour trains oh. all the way, all the way down from arctic norway to oslo and that my friends is the sickest and then did we fly from oslo yeah we did but but it's a bit more traumatic we've than done that. that we've done that journey twice I no think. way oh we've the train journey was gorgeous right? so we had to get back as well yeah, so we had to do so it we had back. to do it the reverse we had to go back and that was probably worse Dedication. because we knew it was coming because obviously we didn't have a sleeper cabin because we couldn't afford it so we had to just sleep on our chairs comfy but no we're like you know what it's 20 hours sleeping sleeping in an upright chair that's nothing 
get to the airport. Oh, yeah, but the flight's not until tomorrow, so we've got to stay at the airport on a wooden bench with no food because I can't afford to buy the food here because it's very expensive at the airport. I'm in the middle of nowhere. (sighs) Norway's expensive, but Mm. Norwegian airports, that's a whole other level. Yeah. Like you're you're going to spend like fifty pounds on a sandwich. So I think <laughs> I think we had a bulk packet of custard creams that we were ever so slowly working our way through, and then we got on our flight. But if you do we want a diet in London, if you want to go on a diet, just go to Norway because yeah. you just can't food afford the food anyway. So expensive. But don't let that don't let put that you stop off you. going to Scandinavia no. because Scandinavia is expensive, but it's, it's one of the most it. beautiful places yeah. that we've ever been. And it's so good for vans. So I definitely recommend going to Scandinavia. We've, we've met up with so many people and we're like, oh, have you been to Scandinavia? Oh, no, it's too expensive. But we managed if you're we going managed in a van, on exactly the same budget that we had yeah. for the rest of Europe in Norway. Yeah, and if you're we in a van, you haven't got to pay accommodation. Yeah, exactly. You haven't got to pay accommodation because you're in your van. We didn't stay in a campsite the whole time we were in Sweden or Norway, we stayed at one campsite in Copenhagen because we flattened our battery and had to plug into mains. And uh, that actually did help the battery. I know that they say a dead battery is never going to come back to life, but it somehow we brought light, that back to life. A little life. bit, yeah, a um, little bit. But uh, what was I saying? So, yeah, we got off the flight. We were in the UK. We rented a car, drove on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> that was shocking. I think we, and made we, it to the wedding I alive. We, we flew into Heathrow. No, it was Stansted. Stansted? One of the big airports in London. You know, and I just came driving out. Luckily, it was just like a slip road, completely (laughs) on the wrong side, because it's so easy to drive on the other side of the road in Europe. It's just actually that's a good. It's just normal. Like it's really easy. It's normal. It's a lot Mm. quieter than the UK is. Oh yeah. But going back. Oh, it's hard. I always struggle to go back to the. It's really tricky. Driving on the correct side in the UK because. Obviously, we have our UK vehicle here with us in Europe, which is a right-hand drive. And a lot of people have wondered why we didn't get a left-hand drive if they knew we were going to be spending all this time in Europe. Why on earth would you get a right-hand drive? And it really doesn't make much of a difference for me. No, and finding a sprinter in the UK... uh, (laughs) That's a left-hand drive. ...that met the criteria that we wanted was hard enough on its own, let alone going, okay, I want a left-hand drive. Well, <laughs> yeah. that narrows it down to one van in the yeah. whole of the UK and yeah. you have to have that one. So yeah. that was definitely out of the question. Yeah. So that was a little um, a little crazy little story about when we were in the Arctic Circle. But as far as we were and talking we, yeah, about on our travels, we so haven't we, made it to the Arctic Circle yet, but Theo's rushing ahead. No, just saying we had to do that journey <laughs> all the way back. Yeah. And also, I don't know if you guys have watched, but we have a mm. hiking documentary. Uh, we hiked the Kungsleden, which is a 440-kilometer hike. Through, in the Arctic Circle. Yeah, through Arctic Sweden. It was one of the best experiences of our lives, definitely. And to make it even better, when we got the 20-hour train ride up there, we had a sleeper cabin. So that was like pure luxury. It was. But <laughs> even though we had to share it with again, two strangers as well as our two friends. Yeah, so we had to do another 20-hour train journey. And I'm not a big fan of trains, I'm not going to lie. They're boring. But it was like, when we'd finished the Kungsleden, it was okay coming back. Because we just completed a 440 kilometer hike. Everything was good. It was okay, but it also wasn't because it meant like an 18 hour coach ride. But 
gosh, we just yeah, love these the extra long <laughs> journeys on public the, transport. The, the train broke down or something. No, there was no train oh. from where we were. <laughs> you had to get a coach or there was no train on that day and you couldn't fly. It was too expensive. You know, I'm very, I, I absolutely love planning things. So I will look into every single way of getting somewhere or getting out of somewhere. So can I fly? Can I drive? Yeah. Can I get a train? Can I get a coach? Can I get a bus? Can I do, what can I do? And how much is it all going to cost? And how long is it all going to take? And then what's the best one to do out of that? So that's why we got the coach. I think that's a good segue, though, because very roughly, we travelled around Europe. We went back, didn't we? And we met friends in Germany on on our kind of like way back almost. Like it was like coming to the end of our trip when we met the friends oh, in Germany. Yeah. And they suggested the Kungsleden hike and we were, we were all over it. We were like, yes, we're well, we doing were it. We were kind of reaching this stage where we were like, what the hell do we do? What because we it's do? been a year now and yeah. I don't want to go back to a normal no, job. I, I don't want to go and live in a house. I want to live in my van still, but I can't picture doing no, that in the UK. Everyone who does it, you know, I doubt they want to just go back to their old life. And for us... The Kungsleden came about and we were staying in all these... We did camp, but we were... If you watch the documentary, there are cabins and we were staying in these beautiful wooden cabins in the mountains and we were like, I will move back to the UK if we can figure something like that out. (laughs) Well, we brought a floating cabin, which was our narrow boat. So that was kind of like a next step of alternative living, living on the water. That was stage two. And we did that for three years. Yeah, we did. And it was... Brilliant. It was, it was it amazing. Was really brilliant. Really I think it. a lot of people in the UK, everyone in the UK knows what a narrowboat is. And I think a lot of people harboured the dreams to go and live in one because it seems so idyllic. And you know what? It is, but it, it wasn't as idyllic as it seemed. But that's not to say that I wouldn't go back to that. No, like the narrowboat was great. Mm-hmm. Like you can go many places. Does the network is massive? Oh, yeah. It's not as vast as obviously a van. <laughs> like for us, a van will win over the narrow boat because we do have a video all about narrow, narrow boat, boat versus, versus van, van life. Because we can just go anywhere. Like we can drive to New Zealand if we really want to, which we do really want to. I want to drive everywhere. <laughs> I want to drive everywhere. But, everywhere. Yeah, the narrow boat was great. I really enjoyed our time on a narrow boat. And that just helped us mm-hmm. gain momentum for our next project. Yeah. But um, going way back still to... So now we've decided to do this trip. We are on the road in our VW and we're heading north. And we're taking photos, we're writing blog posts and we're kind of already a little bit like, this is brilliant and I love it and we're on a budget. I don't know if we've actually said what the budget was. We've mentioned remember. it a few times. I obviously remember it because I had a budget book. I had a video <laughs> all about my budgeting that you can watch on our channel, youtube.com slash the indie project. And uh, yeah, so the, our budget was £350 for food, activities, you know, that included going to restaurants, if we had to get the bus, if we wanted to go to the cinema, buy any clothes, anything. That was it. And the rest which I think was £400, was fuel. And that sounds that, like that a lot comes, of money. That comes back to we do but drive we did, a lot. Yeah, so that's what we did. We drove a lot. Like Theo said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, we never really spend more than one night in one place. We had it's however not in our many nature. countries I know, I know to go lot. to in a year. Yeah. So we were like, that's going to be the biggest expense. £400 a month on fuel. How much would it cost to stay in a hotel for five days? 
Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it puts it all into you perspective. Know, two people living and off £750 a month. I always say this to people. You can't find hotels in these places. So, like, if you drive down a dirt track and stay next to a beautiful lake, there's not a hotel there, so you're never going to experience them, even if you're in a five-star hotel. Van life gives you that opportunity to stay pretty much anywhere you like. Yeah, and we have stayed pretty much anywhere we like we've stayed in supermarket car parks we've stayed in airports we've stayed in vw garages we've stayed in where else have we stayed i'm trying to think of some crazy places where we've stayed we've stayed on the street like outside places where you don't want to be but you've got to be there we've stayed in ferry ports it's all part of the process isn't it i think another thing we always tell people is don't try and find the perfect place to stay Every every single night because you can't do that, that, and you'll tire yourself out. So you will. sometimes you just have to give a little and park in an industrial estate because yeah, like you're on the way to somewhere. Our first night on the road in America, Walmart. Yeah, we Walmart. were in Walmart. Well, we tried to. They kicked us out, but we tried to stay in Walmart <laughs> for the first night in America. We got kicked out, so we were on the street. But it doesn't matter. He was alright. Pretty much, we. I think we stayed in like two Walmarts that whole trip, or maybe three. I felt yeah. like we actually stayed in Walmart an awful lot, but most of the time no, we were in I think really it was cool like places. Three nights so three you, weeks. you've got to take. You know, life's not Instagram. It's not YouTube. It's not the things you see online, there's there's always going to be some bits that aren't always perfect and beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's the journey. It's the fact that you are, you have chosen to do this travelling around Europe in a year. We chose to do that. We chose to stay in the places we stayed at. And we had our home with us and it was wonderful. But I think what we should do is we'll do a, we'll do a podcast all about, I think, wild camping and yeah, tips like, and tricks. We get a lot of emails every day. Well, not every day about this topic. But we do get a lot of emails every day. We get emails about, like, how do you feel about wild camping? Like, how do I, you know, how do I get how it do out of my know mind? Where to stay? But, you know, I'm nervous about yeah. it. I've got anxiety. Isn't it illegal in this country? Isn't it, Isn't illegal? it illegal in that country? Um, it's really not as hard as it sounds, yeah. but we will do probably do a video or podcast all about it. Yeah, because we wild camped in every single country we've ever been to. Yes. Literally. But, uh, but leading on to like where we're at now, because that basically brings us up to where we're at now. Narrow, so it was a lingo, VWT4, narrowboat, narrow boat, Mercedes Sprinter, and our land, mm-hmm. which a lot of people ask us how, how big it is. Five acres uh, in Portugal, and we love it here. We do. It's really nice to have a base because... We've it's, been traveling for so long. We haven't had a, a, an actual base. Like we had like parents' houses who we'd go back to and see when we were in the UK, but it wasn't like ours. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like this my is, parents are there, but that's base. it. Like, yeah, this is ours. We've got all our junk all of our stuff here. Yeah, all of our junk's here. <laughs> Somehow, like, even though we sold everything, we've still got junk. <laughs> Try and figure out that out. <laughs> but no, oh, it's, order. No, it is really. so good. Like. I've enjoyed being on the land so much because I've been building stuff. I've been learning new skills again, like new skills, like just living in life is just like, you just learn stuff. Do you know what I mean though? (laughs) (laughs) I built the cabin. I built the wood fired bath. Like there's lots of other things. Built the Mercedes Sprinter interior? Mercedes Sprinter. So 
if I was to do them things again, like it, it just gets easier every time. Yeah, it does. I mean, just think, just think the Berlingo versus the Sprinter. There's a bit of a big difference. Oh, and people might be thinking, what about the T4? We bought that as a ready converted van. It was, it wasn't uh, like um, if you remember a proper back camper van by VW. Yeah, it, it was a converted van from a conversion company. Because people message us this as well and send us emails about this. It's like, should I build a van mm-hmm. or should I buy a ready, ready-made van? I think time really plays into time. That. Like time is so important. And if you've only got a year and it's going to take you four months to convert a van or three months to convert a van, then I just buy it ready-made because yeah. that time traveling is so important. I don't know anyone who's looked back on their life and said well, their near future uh near history of life and said oh that was really good converting that van and the travel side came after the converting the van i think traveling is the end goal isn't it so the van is just the vessel to travel and not vice versa so i think if you can just get a van and go travel do that don't spend all your time building a van i'm definitely happy that we did that I'm happy that we did it that way. It worked for us really well. It was only it was only classed as like a day van. Yeah. What is a day van? That opens up a whole like can of worms, doesn't it? Because like, why have you got a bed in a in a day van? I know it's just a nap in the middle of the day in my van, and then I want to go home and sleep in my house. Yeah, like you just go out for the day, have a nap, cook cook up some sandwich. Cook a sandwich. I think basically what they mean is a, a a maybe slightly more basic version of a camper van. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, like it could have a bit more. It could maybe have. It could solar. have more storage. It could or maybe something. have a heater. Had loads of storage. Oh my gosh, so much storage. I don't even understand how we managed to. Uh, loads of people have T fours and roof boxes, but we managed to do it without. And I'm no. just kind of a bit like, how? How? <laughs> it was full. It was very full. Now we can't even fill the Sprinter. We've no, got we can't. we've got the not enough stuff to fill. Empty. Like but someone could live in our boot, <laughs> our garage area. Like if anyone comes to visit, just there stick them in the garage. There's a heat. The heat. One of the heaters goes into the garage, so it, it does. does stay warm. It's not cold. See, not that's damp. another topic we could talk about. All about our heating setup mm-hmm. and what gadgets we've got in our new van. Yeah, if you've got we anything, could compare our old van to our new van well, and what it had idea. and why we got it. If anyone's got any like burning topics they'd like us to cover, or you've got a question or whatever, do comment somewhere. I was gonna. <laughs> this isn't a YouTube. Well, it is a YouTube video. So I, comment below the this thing, video or yeah. Comment, comment on somewhere. YouTube, but maybe Instagram's <laughs> probably the best one. So yeah, yeah. go find us on Instagram, The Indie Projects. We're posting on there all the time. Mm-hmm. So go leave us a comment on there or send us a message and we'll kind of note down the most suggestions and, yes. or the best suggestions and we will do some more. All right, how long have we got left of this podcast? Because irritatingly, we can only record it for so long and then it cuts out. Yeah, so, so this camera that we're we're filming on you can only record for 30 minutes at a time. So you might see a, a cut, a weird cut, where I've had to scramble over the table, uh, stop recording and start recording again. Mm-hmm. But it's all part of the process. We're, it, we're doing it on our vlogging camera. I have got more professional cameras that I could do it on, but 
I want the podcast to be as simple as possible because then we will do more of them. Mm-hmm. If it's an easy process and it's an easy setup, we'll just do more of them, which Definitely. is which is better for you guys. It's better for us. We we I did think about I've got all these other cameras and I thought you know m- maybe I could have like four different angles and I could cut between them and. I'm going to see how it goes with one camera. The more complicated camera. it is, the less likely you are to do it. Well, I would anyway. Because I think this kind of setup, it looks nice. You can see us. Uh, but it means that, you know, I haven't got to go around and manage four different cameras and get stressed in the heat. And anyway, yeah, um, off topic. Yeah, but just a little bit, but not really, because it was it's about like behind the podcast. The scenes behind the, the podcast. scenes of the podcast. So what I wanted to say... I thought it was a spider, but it's a bit of thread. So this podcast, we revived it. It's it's back to life. It's back. It's no so longer R.I.P. Alternative Living Podcast. It is Hello, Happy Birthday, back. We're back. And we've got a lot of exciting stuff to talk fun, about. It's been fun, actually. Like, this talk. like It has been fun. It's even nice though we to spend, just sit down and talk with you. Which is hilarious because we are <laughs> together all day, every day. And then he says things like that. Which but is we, just don't, <laughs> we don't have conversations like this. No, like we, we don't, don't sit down at dinner we and be actually like, don't talk to each so. other ever this is the first time we've spoken for a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be weird if we sat down and kind of discussed things in like this depth situation yeah. like of our time on the road like that'd be weird that would be weird like why would we do that uh but because we're doing it on microphones and on a camera it's it's Feels like, more normal. I know there's people watching this now, so even though I can't see you, hello. But, you know, like I was going to say, we're going to have a lot of exciting topics to talk about. We've got some really big plans. This year's going to be... Guys, this year... Absolutely crazy. It's oh, mental. I, I wish I could tell you everything that's going to be happening. It's but crazy. I can't. It's going like, to... Well, you know some things, like Scandinavia. It's going to be insane. It's going to be there's like... other stuff that we are you. doing... And we have so much stuff that we want to do and we can't wait to show you. I don't think a year's enough time. Basically. A year goes <laughs> goes so fast. Like, how long have we been on the land now? Uh, Ten years. And uh, there's a lot of people who kind of, uh, who do comment to us, who maybe aren't as nice as the other people who send us comments and telling us that we've hardly done anything on the land and stuff like that. But trust me, we've done a lot. And... <laughs> Next winter, when we come back to the land, we are going to be digging deep and we are going to be converting our barn into a beautiful stone cottage. Yes, it's getting done. So, yeah, it's going to be that's going to be good. And this time on the land was all about making sure that we're comfortable, making sure we had accommodation for friends and family, or maybe people who were going to help us. Yes, so. It's all about like establishing where we are on the land. And also you have to realise that it's important to live here for a little while to figure out where things should go. And we've moved the van, I think, three, three or times. four times. Three times. To different areas Actually, on the land. four, four times. And now we know where we prefer the mm-hmm. van. Mm-hmm. So it's really important just to live here a little bit, just explore the land. And now we kind of have a more clear idea of you know where we want things and where we want to position things and the infrastructure that we want to put into the land so when we come back next winter we can just crack on 
crack the hell on. And I think on that cracking note, we're going to end the podcast, which has been a lot of fun. It's been so fun. Yep. Yes, who would have thought we'd have so much fun talking to each other. And I've cooled down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've just felt a breeze. Which is glorious. We've got all the windows open that we can have open. They aren't near us, so the breeze <laughs> is over there. So, <laughs> But yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Stay tuned. We have many more podcasts to come. And I'm sure we look hilarious with headphones on, but it, it means that the sound levels are going to be way better because we can actually hear ourselves. Exactly. It's really important to make sure the sound is decent. Yeah. So yeah. No I one hope... wants a bad sounding podcast. No. I hope you enjoyed it. We will see you on the next podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe and comment and we'll see you soon.